Hey, my love, welcome to today's episode of Whiskey Made Woman with me, your host, Bunny Loveshock. You know, today I have been recording some magic for International Women's Day, which I'm so, so excited about. I think it is very fair to say that my my calendar and my commitments for International Women's Day 2024 are, are really something else. And I'm looking forward to being able to reveal what these things are to you. But for the for the time being, I'm unable to, to do that. What I will share with you, though, is a wee bit of the themes that are that are coming through. And one of them is this idea of what does it mean to be a liberated woman? What does it mean to be a liberated woman? You know, a few years ago, I created my signature entrepreneur's course of, of basically how to set up or or how to circle your business, liberate the body of your business. And I really created that from the perspective of us because I know what we are dreaming is dreaming of us. I know as a pioneer and a change maker like you, and I know if you're here, you're a pioneer and a change maker, that you are here today because you're so ready you know, to be known for who you are and what you do. You want to experience yourself as a liberated person and you want to experience embodied living. Embodied living. And really that's what liberate the business, liberate the body of your business, excuse me, was about. And it it continues to be this path for me about how do you, not even how, that's not right, Basically, how do I stop trying to suss out the how do I do the thing? That is definitely present. That's definitely there. But, you know, there's this invitation with liberation that has been with me for for so, so many years. And of course, you know, we're not all liberated until indeed we are all liberated. And it does happen a heart at a time. It happens a heartbeat at a time. And when you familiarise yourself not just with your nervous system, but the nervous system of your business, then that's where we really start to see a change in a body level. You know, that's where we start to see changes in our world. Because again, as we are invited to, you know, be these perfect versions of ourselves, that's not integrating all of who we are. That's not liberating all of who we are. That in fact is just keeping us prisoners in our in our own bodies. And that's no fun at all. But when we come into a place where we are able to experience liberation, where you recognise yourself as a pioneer, as a change maker, as as another magical woman like me, then you get to experience embodiment and grounding in a in a completely different in a completely different way. Now, unusually, you might have heard me turn the page there. Did you hear that? I wonder if you picked that up. I just because I've been making so many notes, I'm writing a huge amount at the moment, and I'm reminded as I liberate more of myself, you know, that as a pioneer and a change maker, as a as a magical woman, one of the things that I do bring to being is is this is this magic and also poetry and writing and stories. And part of what I've experienced as I've been preparing and being guided towards what wants to be shared through the podcast, through through Whiskey Made Woman, you know, the podcast, through International Women's Day, through the, the programmes that I'm bringing to life, you know, this year and the programmes that I have, including Abundant Heart Membership, which is full of, if I do say so myself, bold content. But I realised also as part of, and this is the gift that the Abundant Heart Membership has liberated for me, is at some point 
I stopped writing poetry and I started writing sales pages. I wonder if that lands for you too. At some point, I stopped writing love letters and I started creating and being distracted by funnels. You know, at some point, I listened to this idea that the algorithm of life was the one that was making decisions. But you know what's making the decisions? It's our behaviours. What is an algorithm if not a response to humans changing behaviours? The algorithm is not changing from behind the scenes. Humans are changing the algorithm. I think it's very important that we consider that, that we liberate that idea so that when we're co-creating our dreams together, when your body is is no longer having to break down, where your success is no longer coming at the cost of your nervous system or indeed any of your body, that you actually start to create a life of abundance that is beautiful and extraordinary. Your abundance and your worthiness are your birthright. There is no amount of money you could earn to tell you how abundant you are. There's no number that you will ever look at where you think, oh yeah, now now I feel abundant, now I feel worthy. It's all an inside job. It's inside the church of the heart. It's inside the temple of the ribcage. And for a lot of people, they probably won't like that. And it might piss them off a little bit. And that's okay. That's okay. As as a you're a change maker and a pioneer, in a way, your job is to piss people off a little bit. You know, I know for a fact that the manifestation girlies don't like the fact that I'm calling out the dangerous practice of suggesting, for example, that when you reach a goal or a dream, that then the universe is testing you right before that. It's just so unkind. And that's not the universe. That is that person's nervous system. That That's what we call shock. <laughs> that is that person's nervous system that has gone into shock because too many external things happened without the inner work and without the inner foundations. And that's what my method, that's what I teach inside Abundant Heart, so that you create the capacity for not only the transformation that you want to experience, but the transformation you want your people to experience around you, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a mum, whether you're a grandmother, whether you're a great-grandmother or father, any of these things. So also one of the things that I know the manifestation girlies aren't going to like either is that we often talk about, you know, this idea about creating more capacity for all the good stuff. But did you know that in order to become even more successful, you actually have to have the yin and the yang of that, the balance of that? You have to also create capacity for people unfollowing you and disliking you and choosing someone else. In a way, success comes with building a capacity for rejection, for turning up to those workshops as I have, you know, and I still do sometimes where there's not very many people say live on the call. And I used to get really upset about it. It was a wee bit heartbroken. And now I know it's no reflection of me or my work. Not at all. Things are going on in the world. And in fact, being able to accept that and be with that You know, when we say that clients aren't signing up, people aren't coming, the leads aren't there. It's an invitation for us to come back to the heart. It's an invitation for us to come back to the energy. If we think the magic isn't there or the synchronicity isn't there or the love isn't there, come back to the heart, come back to the energy. 
Everything is energy. And a fully expressed experience of embodiment is a boldness. It's a boldness and it's a holiness. And it brings the holiness of you all together. All together. It is a little bit like the divine and the devil making just the most delicious, gorgeous human. Because again, that's what we see so often in organised faith paths. Cast out the devil, cast out, you know, whatever the equivalent is, cast out Baba Yaga. But actually, these are really important parts of us. You know, overcome the shadow, beat the ego, welcome them in, welcome them in. One of my personal expressions of this at the moment is actually working with my shame. And I've got no qualms about saying that out loud at all. I've recently started to invite her to the table every single day so that I can actually learn from her. I don't want to overrule her. I want to liberate her. I don't want to overcome my shame. I want to embody it and understand what the message is that it has for me. I don't want to hide from her or for her to feel like she has to hide from me. I want to bring a gentleness and a grace to the fact that I don't know that I could ever experience an entire life without shame. And in fact, there was something that happened very recently where I noticed that shame was present within me. And of course, shame is something that happens and occurs as, a, as an external person, external people, a external factor is there. And so then there's also this opportunity to transform how we feel about that when it comes in and we can think, oh, interesting. If I'm speaking from an embodied perspective and I liberate my consciousness in the moment to not respond to what is coming out of the other person, the words or the body language or the body talk or the, or the signature of the energy, but instead I come into my own heart and I think, ha, huh, I'm feeling a bit tight in the chest. I've noticed my head has actually dropped a little bit and I'm, I'm looking down. I've noticed that my shoulders have dropped. And of course, from an embodiment perspective, from a, an embodied somatic or an embodied magic perspective, the invitation therein is whenever you notice that, change your posture, change your posture, change your state. Prosperity wants you to sit up straight. She wants your energy chambers to be aligned so that you can experience revelation. We can't get clarity if we're slumpy or if we're sitting crooked, or if we're kind of bent at the back, you've got to, as much as you can, actually sit up straight. Let your, let your collarbones move across the front of your chest. This is an embodiment practice right here. If it helps even more, stand up. Change your state. If you're in a conversation that feels confrontational, get up, move around. Change your body's shape. Change the shape. As I noticed in that experience of, of meeting shame recently, and again, that I had sort of come in almost to a diagonal, uh, heart curling in, shoulders curling in. The thing that actually pulled me out of it in amongst the consciousness was that my ego and my toddler, inner toddler had got together and I could hear them being like, I beg your pardon. Uh, what, do you, what do you think is happening in your body? Would you, would you mind sitting up? And then I thought, oh my God, if my toddler and my ego have got together, we're in real trouble here. I better set up. So there I was. So I changed my state. Sometimes if you have your legs crossed, uncross them or bring both your feet if you can, if it's available to the floor. 
There's a reason that kind of, you know, that mansplaining wide leg posture, it's it's so powerful because actually it's a, a place of embodied power. And of course, as women, you know, we've really been taught to, you know, basically do the Diana, to sit with that almost yogic cross-legged position that, you know, Kate Middleton is renowned for, you know, no gap at the knees, no gap at the ankle, very finishing school, very deportment. I had a lot of that in the, in my younger years. And so I actually really enjoy sitting in a wide leg position. There is a there is a feeling of almost rebelliousness to it, which is absolutely ridiculous, but it's, it's where we are. But, you know, allow your legs to open, you know, a wee bit more. If you're sitting on your own and you, or if you don't, if you don't feel comfortable with other people, just really take up that space, change your shape, see how it feels, see how it feels. Again, allow the collarbones to come across the front of the body, the spine to sit up straight, the head like a ping pong ball atop a waterfall, if you will. Or maybe not a waterfall, maybe it's the other way around. Then allow it, allow your head to rest. And then from there, that is the head that wears the cosmic crown, right? That's the head that the stars are not just floating above us, but we're really wearing it with ease. Shoulders are loose and relaxed. Jaw is loose and and relaxed. The rib cage is expanding. So the heart has more space. And what do you know? Abundance, a presence of abundance and liberation begins to move into the body in a way that you might not have experienced before. And creating relationships, you know, creating relationships with yourself and with anybody that's around you, Mm, it starts to become something really quite magnificent when you become an embodied, liberated woman. So I think about that work that I created all those years ago, and I think about liberate the body of your business. I think about the path that I've walked and that I walk as a liberated woman. And I think about the path that I'll continue to walk as an even more liberated woman as well. As somebody that is really creating change-making spaces for people to come into and not just unwind and relax and come into relationship with the nervous system to stay in an unrealistic, consistent space of regulation, but to understand that dysregulation is beautiful too. To have the tools to be able to move up and down the ladder or around the spiral of our human experience is where the magic is at. And magic is very, very human exists in our heart and extends through our arms to our fingertips, through our belly, to our wombs, to our knees, to our feet. This is what I also mean about being reminded that I am at most an artist and a poet. And I changed those words for coach and mentor because at the time it made sense. But I considered also the other day, what if instead of saying things like, you know, how did this content make you feel? Or... (laughs) go and get your journal. What if I was using language like, here are your writing prompts, write a poem about this. What does your heart say? That's really where we start to write copy and content from a place of truth and from a a place that is so unique and authentic. It whispers, which means it cuts through the noise of life. If I know anything at this stage, it is that the whispers of the things that really we hear most deeply. 
and that our community spaces, family, friends, kinfolk, memberships such as Abundant Heart are the spaces where embodied practice comes to be able to liberate you, the pioneer, to be able to liberate your unique methodologies, to be able to liberate your unique magic. Love is the spell that was cast long ago for all of us to come into profound contact with. And if you've been experiencing confusion, then I would offer you a little bit like I've been working with shame to bring your confusion towards you. I know it sounds counterintuitive. I know it sounds strange, but it's a topic that I feel very, very strongly about. And I would also offer in this space too, if you are someone that has a membership or a group programme, or you're also doing something for International Women's Day, or you have a summit or beyond, please invite me to speak. I would absolutely love to be there with you. I would love to bring the message of love, this open heartedness. And why am I asking in such an easy manner? Because no one else is going to do it for me. (laughs) And asking for what we need is a beautiful thing as a wealthy, wise woman, as a liberated woman, as a woman who is inviting you to truly embody a most extraordinary life full of limitless possibilities again that is what I teach through my method that's what I've crafted and created over 25 years it's so exciting you know it's so exciting when you come into that space of knowing that what you have is yours what you have is yours and what is wanted again is just gold it's just absolutely gold it's so beautiful and to come into a conversation with this inquiry, like what becomes possible when your nervous system has capacity of unlimited capacity? That's probably not even the right sentence, but so let me try it again. But what becomes possible when your nervous system has capacity for unlimited capacity? Isn't that wildly wonderful? Isn't that utterly delicious? You're already worthy. You're already blessed. You've already done enough. You've already done enough. There's so much magic that lives in you. And as ever, I truly, truly hope that this prayer of a podcast, because we have let love in to do her thing, I hope it has been of service to you and to your heart I am really, really blessed to be able to share this with you. And I really also want to say thank you so much for all of the messages that you continue to send me. I basically cry every day. (laughs) I cry every day as a result of your love letters, of you taking the time to reach out and send emails and cards and voice notes and DMs and and everything else that you send, thank you so, so much. Please keep sending them. There is part of me that also really wants to receive those because we each need love. And so I also really want you to know that you are never, ever disturbing me when you send me love messages. You're never, ever interrupting my day. How could you? You're sending me a love letter. And as ever, if you're able, especially on Apple, you can leave a review there. But if you're not an Apple listener, You can subscribe on Spotify and you can leave a five star review and please keep sharing these episodes with friends as well. I know that there are also Whiskey Made Woman groups 
they are gathering and listeners are getting together, which is so wonderful. And something that it feels is very possible to me is for us to do something about that, where again, if you have a group of women that you are bringing together to discuss the episodes, if you're treating it like a curriculum or like a class for the heart and you'd like me to come and speak to you and your women, to you and your people, please just reach out via the contact form or get in touch with me via Instagram. Your love is so appreciated and I really, really appreciate you. And as ever, thank you for being here on this journey. Thank you for listening to Whiskey Made Woman and I'll see you in the next one.